This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Zaziaris. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 19th of July. In your Squiz today, new COVID restrictions for New South Wales, wild weather up north, a back-to-back win, and making Yeet official. This is your Squiz today. It's a new week, Claire, but COVID still dominates the headlines as case numbers in both Victoria and New South Wales continue to climb. Over the weekend, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian said the measures put in place more than three weeks ago weren't doing enough to stop the virus from spreading. So new restrictions have been announced. Yes, and they've been hotly debated on Sunday and will continue this week. Uh, What she announced on Saturday were some of the strictest new measures the pandemic in Australia has seen so far. Non-essential businesses in Greater Sydney and those surrounding regions are now closed and residents of three local government areas in that southwestern area of Sydney are now unable to leave those areas except for all authorised workers. Also, all construction work in those regions are suspended until the 30th of July. That's going to cost the New South Wales economy about $1.4 billion. Berejiklian said the tighter restrictions were necessary given the numbers haven't budged much over the past few days. As for Victoria, Premier Daniel Andrews said while officials are on top of things, he couldn't yet say if the lockdown will end as planned tomorrow night. The lockdowns in Australia's two largest states, Claire, as well as growing frustrations over the country's vaccine rollout, has taken its toll on Prime Minister Scott Morrison's popularity. Sure has. Looking at the news poll that's in the Australian newspaper this morning, the coalition has sunk to its lowest level of support this term. Uh, It trails Labor in the two-party preferred stakes, 47 to 53. That, of course, means that if there was an election held on the weekend, the coalition would have well and truly lost it. Also up is dissatisfaction in Prime Minister Scott Morrison's leadership during this crisis. 52% in this poll said that he's handling the pandemic well. That's down from 61% in the last poll in June. And when we look at a year ago, 82% of those polled said that he was handling it well. Despite the popularity hit, Prime Minister Scott Morrison still holds a lead over Labor leader Anthony Albanese as better Prime Minister, 51 to 33%. Claire, the Tokyo Olympics isn't due to kick off until later this week, but already there's been a bit of a COVID scare after Australia's Olympic track and field team had to go into isolation over the weekend. Yeah, they haven't left Australia yet. They're in Cairns at a pre-games training camp. And what happened on Saturday was that an official who was flying from Melbourne got to the camp to join them there and had an inconclusive test that put the team into lockdown. Several hours later and a few more tests later, that official was cleared but still in isolation. But the team was able to get out and about and head out to a competition that they were hoping hoping to just do a bit of warming up with. Uh, More than half of the Australian team has already arrived in Japan ahead of the competition. More will go over the coming days and week. Uh, Things aren't going to be seamless there. The first athletes in the Olympic Village have tested positive for COVID. They have, a 
and another athlete not yet in the village, as well as a South Korean member of the International Olympic Committee, have also tested positive. Officials have said plans are in place to respond to any COVID situation that arises over the next three weeks. Still on COVID, Claire, but looking slightly further afield to Indonesia, which is now the new COVID epicentre. Yeah, lots of COVID news this morning. There's a lot going on. (laughs) Yeah, and in Indonesia, it's now that epicentre. It's outstripping India and Brazil when it comes to new daily infections. They're reporting more than 50,000 infections a day and 1,200 deaths. That puts them right up there. But of course, like India and Brazil, officials are saying that the true number is likely to be much, much more than that. Mm. As you say, there's been a lot of COVID-related news today. So to wrap things up, almost all of Britain's and many of Scotland's COVID restrictions will be lifted today. It's been a long haul for those in the UK, Claire, who were locked down at the start of January. That said, COVID is still a problem with the country reporting 48,000 new daily cases yesterday. Prime Minister Boris Johnson has stressed that while restrictions are being lifted, people still need to remain cautious. On the podcast on Friday, we talked about those severe floods in Europe and in particular in areas in Germany and Belgium. The latest is that at least 188 people have died and authorities, Claire, say they expect those numbers could rise with many still missing. Many are still missing and there is a lot of work and a lot of clean-up to happen there. Uh, When you look at pictures, which no doubt Simone will put into the episode notes, they're really quite devastating. German Chancellor Angela Merkel visited the area over Overnight, and she said that I can almost say that the German language doesn't have the words for the destruction that's been wreaked. Yeah, as you say, Claire, those photos are pretty devastating. While we're on the topic of extreme weather conditions, Claire, there are now more than 70 fires burning on America's west coast. The largest are in California and southern Oregon, with dry forests, strong winds and hot weather making it difficult to get the blaze under control. The Tour de France, it's been running for a few weeks now, but if you haven't heard of it, it's a men's cycling race around France. And the name to know, Claire, is Today Pogacar. He's won again, back-to-back <laughs> titles. It's just an incredible achievement from him. Not content with just winning the individual prize, he's also won King of the Mountain and Young Rider of the Year. He's just 22 years old and really is quite uh, a revelation when it comes to that long-distance cycling. I like the comment from one of Spain's competitors saying, he rides like we don't exist. <laughs> His next challenge isn't far off. He'll compete against dozens of tour rivals at the Tokyo Olympics in the men's road race. As we said earlier, the Olympics is just a few days away now and we've got just the thing to keep you up to date. Yeah, the team at Sport Today, which is our daily sport podcast, they're doing a Tokyo sprint, which will be everything that you need to know about what's happened in the Olympics overnight and what the big things are on that day just in a few minutes. It's really the best way to stay up to date. Yeah, I'm certainly looking forward to being on top of all of the Olympics news, Claire. The Tokyo sprint can be found in the Sport Today feed. Just search for Sport Today on your favourite podcast app. Words like yeet and ooft 
are not words that I ever thought that I would say on the podcast, Claire, (laughs) but they are now official in the online dictionary world. And look, I don't know about you, Simone, I haven't actually picked up a real life dictionary for probably many years now. It's all online searches. So dictionary.com is one of those that pops up whenever I'm looking for a word. It released 300 hot new words over the weekend and they're certainly in their use. Uh, That apparently is now a thing when it comes to America. I thought that was just an Australian word. (laughs) Uh, Zaddy as well, which is an interesting one, Uh, but also lots of words that reflect the times that have lots of COVID uh, relationships and also, um, as they say, race and justice dialogue. Of course, uh, a lot of new words after the killing of George Floyd and what happened in the US last year. Yeah, even though use is official, Claire, I still don't think I'll be putting that in my daily vocab, but we'll wait and see. (laughs) Nothing wrong with a bit of use. (laughs) Before we wrap up, just a reminder for parents with kids aged 8 to 12 that Squiz Kids is back. It's a quick news podcast for kids without all the nasties, which might be handy, especially if you're learning from home at the moment. You can check it out at squizkids.com.au. That's all from us. Have a good one and we'll be back with you tomorrow. now from our podcast partner, Sunbeam. With so many unhealthy snacks on offer, it can be hard to find something to keep your kids satisfied and happy. Sunbeam's dried fruit and cheese chilled snacks contain only real fruit and real cheese with no artificial colours or flavours. And they're a great source of calcium. It's a snack you can feel good about giving them while you're on the go. Pick up a pack today in the dairy fridge at your local Woolworths, Coles or independent retailer.